0: Hello, good evening. My name is Tim, and I'm glad to be with you. I've been uh, here at your church before in the past, and it's great to be back. I came this time with my wife, Shelley, and uh, we've enjoyed worshiping the Lord with you this evening. And let me tell you, I got to spend a little bit of time with R and A today, uh, and uh, was with a group of people that were praying for them as they get ready to go, and we're just excited uh, with what God will do when we give Him our lives. And that's really what we want to talk about tonight. Now, we started this service with that other video that you liked, Glenn. And uh, we made uh, Glenn made the comment about uh, that being appropriate right after Easter. So this is just a week after Easter. I don't think it's too late uh, and separated from that holiday to say, Christ is risen. He is risen. Oh, okay. And you know, uh, I wanted to start there because... Uh, We want to look uh, tonight at the Scripture that we most often think of if we talk about the Great Commission that Jesus gave us. And, you know, that was shortly after Easter, right? Shortly after His resurrection, when these disciples were all mixed up (laughs) trying to figure out what's going on, Jesus said to them, I want you to go to this mountain, and I'm going to meet you there. And uh, when he meets them, he shares with them what we've come to call the Great Commission. And we're going to read that tonight from uh, Matthew chapter 28. Now listen, just about a month ago, I heard uh, about a survey that was done in churches across the United States. And one of the questions on that survey was, can you tell me what is meant by the words the Great Commission? What is Jesus' Great Commission. And uh, just about 51% of the people could not answer that question. So, you know, maybe that's because we toss terms around, you know, and a commission. Well, that's not a word we use that very, uh, you know, very often. So what was it that Jesus is really talking about? Well, I want to make sure that none of you leave this place tonight without understanding what we mean by those words. So we're going to look at what Jesus said to those disciples on that mountain uh, just a week, or maybe maybe it was a little more than a week, we don't know exactly, after his resurrection, they met him there. They had one set of expectations, but Jesus had something important to say to them, and in fact, to, to tell them, here's what I want you to do. And that's what we mean by that word commission. A commission is something to do. Jesus is saying, hey, I've got something for you to do. So would you look at those verses with me? We're going to read from Matthew chapter 28, and this is verses 16 through 20. You'll see them uh, on the screen behind me. So then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. And when they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age now when we look at these words tonight uh, I want you to see that in this commission uh, it's all about Jesus it's all about these nations of the earth and it's all about you and me So that's really what we're going to cover tonight. But did you notice how many times in this Scripture, uh, in Jesus' words to His disciples, did you notice how many times He used the word all? That's what I want to draw your attention to tonight. Jesus talked about all authority being given to Him in heaven and on earth. And Jesus talked about, therefore, I want you to go and make disciples of all nations. He used that word all again. Uh, He told them, when you make these disciples and when you baptize them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, I want you to teach them to obey all I have commanded you. So he used that word all again. And then he promised them that as you go about doing this, uh, I will be with you always. (laughs) I'm going to be with you all the time. So over and over again, uh, Jesus After he's uh, died, after he's been resurrected, he uses this word all to introduce this very important thing that he's saying to his disciples, really ought to bring order to the way you live your lives from here on out. And that's what Jesus says to us tonight. There's something all important in these scriptures, and I want it to impact the way you live your lives from here on out. In the Christian and Missionary Alliance that this church belongs to, and in our alliance family and our work of alliance missions that that Shelly and I work in and your friends R&A are going to join one of those teams that's serving around the world, uh, we like to summarize what we believe God has called us to with these words, and that's really my title for tonight, all of Jesus for all the world. That's really, if you want to boil it down to a nutshell, what was Jesus saying was he was saying, look, all authority has been given to me. A- anything that we could need that God wants to do or that God, uh, we need God to do for us, it's in me. Uh, so we want all that Jesus is to be impactful in all the world that he intended it for. All of Jesus for all the world says, let's understand who He is and what He's accomplished for us and how it can change our lives. And then Jesus would have us understand tonight that anything and everything that He has meant for me and my life, He actually intends for all peoples of the world. I'm no different than any one of the 7 billion or more that live in our world. It's, it's Jesus' intention That everything that was given to Him, everything that He accomplished, the authority of who He is would be not only for some, but for all, all of Jesus, for all the world. So I told you tonight that we'll unpack the Scripture and we're going to see that the Great Commission is, first of all, all about Him, all about Jesus. And that's where we're going to start. And then our other two points tonight will be that the Great Commission is about all these peoples of the world. What was Jesus talking about? What's wrapped up in those words? We'll look at that tonight. And lastly, we're going to see before we finish that this Great Commission, this this important thing Jesus said to do is about you and me. That's how we'll finish. Let's start. The Great Commission is all about Him. Jesus said at the beginning of this time, hey, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Now imagine if you were one of those 11 disciples. By the way, did you notice that there's one all that's missing? Not all of the disciples were there that night, right? You remember the story of one who fell away. But Jesus comes to the other 11. And interestingly, not only do we see that there were only 11 of them there, not 12, but here's Jesus appearing after he's been dead. He's resurrected from the dead and he appears to them on this mountain. And did you read what we read? Some of them doubted. (laughs) I wonder what exactly that means. You know, I don't think they were doubting that he rose from the dead. I mean, he was standing there talking to them. But some of them doubted. Some of them, some of them were just so confused and so disoriented by everything that had just happened. And you know what's really going on is that everything they had expected about Jesus and this kingdom that he kept talking about was turning out different. Everything they had expected kind of went by the wayside, and that's not the way it was going to be. Now, we get a hint at this if we jump over, Glenn, to Acts chapter 1. You quoted from that uh, uh, earlier today. Uh, I heard you quote from that passage of Scripture. In Acts chapter 1, we see a similar story. Jesus told the disciples, I'm going to come, and I want to meet with you. And when he came, he gave them the commission that we re- the way that we read it in Acts chapter 1. He said, wait for the power of the Spirit to come upon you, and when it does, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and all the way to the ends of the earth. And then we see uh, uh, the, the scene of his ascension back into heaven. It's kind of the same scene that we're looking at here. Now, we get a hint in Acts chapter 1 at the confusion and disorientation and what this means when it says not all the, <laughs> that the disciples, some of them, doubted. Not all of them believed. You see, they asked Jesus the question. When he said, um, I want you to wait, (laughs) when he said, here, all authority has been given to me, their minds went to the kingdom the way they had always imagined it that Jesus is going to be king. He's going to rise up. Everybody's going to follow him. And of course they're going to follow him now. I mean, he just rose from the dead, right? So everybody's going to follow him. We're going to get rid of the Romans. Uh, God's going to restore the kingdom to Israel. Now, we know that because in Acts chapter 1, this is exactly what they asked Jesus. Are you going at this time to restore the kingdom to Israel? They asked him that. And you know what Jesus said to them? You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) He said... The times that the Father has for the things He wants to get done are not what you think they are. And that's what's going on in this scene as well. Some of them doubted. Some of them thought, wait a minute, I thought He was supposed to be king now. I thought, you know, that, that uh, we'd get rid of the Romans and I thought that everybody would fall down and worship Him like I have. I, I don't understand, Jesus, what you're doing. And Jesus says, listen, I want to pull back a curtain <laughs> ...and let you in on a new age. And in this new age that you didn't understand... ...something very unique is going to happen... You see, they thought that the kingdom would come fast and that it would come to the Jews first, and then maybe other peoples of the world would, would choose to follow. When they heard Jesus talk about the disciples, uh, about the Gentiles uh, along the way, I think they, they understood that this would be an attraction, that somehow the kingdom would reign again in Jerusalem, and it would be so wonderful that the peoples of the world would start getting interested in coming to Jesus to see this resurrected king. But what Jesus does when he gets them to this mountain is he says, all authority has been given to me and now I want you to use it to go to them. You see, they had a coming kingdom in mind and Jesus says, no, I want this to be a going kingdom. And that's what Jesus says to us today. See, the Great Commission is all about him. He's accomplished what's needed. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. And he says, let me tell you what that authority is for. And so he goes on to say, you didn't know it, but I've got this whole age planned. (laughs) And, And what the Father wants to see happen in this whole age is that everybody that ever lives on this planet ought to have the same opportunity to know what I've done for them through my death and resurrection that you've had yourself. And my plan for them to get it is for you to go and tell them. That's what Jesus says. So first and foremost, the Great Commission is about Him. All authority has been given to Him. And then Jesus wants us to know that what He did for each one of us, He intends for the next all on that list. For all the nations. All nations, when it occurs in this passage, is, is, an, is a very interesting phrase that we see multiple, multiple times in the New Testament. It's a phrase that actually means all the peoples. All the peoples with an S on the end. You see, this is, this is the word ethnos in the singular in Greek. Uh, the plural form of it is ethne. Pantata ethne means all the peoples it's where we get our word ethnicity or ethnic from all the different kinds of peoples that are going to live on this earth jesus said need to have the same opportunity to hear the good news as have had you and i will accomplish it he says and here's my plan you go you tell them that's what jesus was doing with these disciples on that mountain that day. Now, when you put together the fact that all authority was given Him, and He said the purpose of all authority is to get this message to all the peoples of the world, uh, then uh, what we see is this formula. Jesus says He will do enough in those who are willing to obey Him to actually get the job done of taking the good news to all the peoples of the world. That's Jesus' promise. He'll do enough in us. All authority in heaven and earth belongs to Him. He can do in us what will align our lives with what He wants to get done in this world if we'll just let Him. He will do in the willing what it takes to reach the world through them. That reminds me of a story that I once heard from two older gentlemen. One of them had been a missionary his whole life. Uh, I'll call them John and Joe today. But I remember they told this story. They were in a church like yours. They were working in a steel mill. And uh, uh, one, uh, one particular evening when they were listening to a missionary speak, God spoke to both of their hearts. And John and Joe knew that God would have them reorder their lives around getting this Great Commission completed. And they prayed together, and they sought the Lord together. And to make a long story short, John said, Joe, you need to go, and I'm going to go back to the steel mill and work my life to support you so that you can go carry out the call. And John and Joe spent 35 years of their lives in that configuration with John working in the steel mill and sacrificially giving so that Joe could be a missionary. They, they both realigned their lives <laughs> around Jesus because they learned that he'll do enough in anybody who's willing to use it to make this story come true, to reach the peoples of the world. So we've got to remember that the great. this is your missions month and you're going to hear some great stories and you're going to learn what's going on in some different parts of the world and you're going, to, you're going to consider opportunities that you have to get involved. But we've got to start in the right place. We've got to understand that the Great Commission, first and foremost, is all about Jesus. Jesus has a plan for this world that's not yet complete, but it will be completed. How do we know? All authority, he said has been given to me in heaven and earth. Therefore, go to all the nations. All right. Now let's go to that second point then and consider the Great Commission is all about all these peoples of the world, all these ethne of the world, what was Jesus talking about there, and how did his disciples probably understand that uh, in that moment after his resurrection? In their disorientation, they hear they hear Jesus speaking to them about packing it up and going to all of these peoples of the world. How do we need to understand this today? Well, that journey is our journey. Did you ever stop and think about that? Jesus told 11 Jewish disciples, I want you to take the gospel to all the peoples of the world. And today, you and I have had the opportunity to hear the good news of Jesus in our own language. Probably we heard it from somebody just like us uh, in our culture that could speak our language to us uh, and could explain to us the goodness of Jesus. Your story is a story of the Great Commission. That didn't happen by accident. The story's been going on and on, generation after generation. Listen, when we think about the peoples of earth, one thing we need to understand is there was never a people, there was never a ethnic group, there was never a language group, there was never a culture that always had access to the good news of Jesus. Not one. Jesus had to bring the good news to the people of Israel himself and every other people group on the face of the earth. If they've gained the opportunity, if you and I grew up with the opportunity to go to a church and hear about Jesus in Sunday school, it's because somebody once upon a time went to somebody that didn't have access Your people didn't always have access to the gospel. My people didn't always have access to the gospel. If I had the chance to hear it in my own world, it's thanks to someone else who did what Jesus said. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations what jesus asked his disciples then it's what jesus asks his disciples today so let me say a few things about this about the peoples of the world because it's all about them first of all the journey continues and there are still today we were talking in an earlier meeting there are still about two billion people on the face of this planet that haven't heard the good news of jesus two billion can, can you even think about how many people a billion people is how about 2 billion people on the face of earth, our of earth? Whole people groups. Close your eyes with me if you can and think about that, that uh, Mediterranean Sea in the north part of Africa. And if you start in the west and you think about People, peoples that I can think of today because uh, we have missionaries that work amongst them or are trying to work amongst them. The Wolof people, the Fulani, the Moors of Morocco, the Berbers, the Algerians, the Tunisians, the Libyans, the Arabs into the Middle East, and you go through the Arab tribes of the Middle East and you, get, you wind up in what we call Central Asia, uh, part of the world to which R and A are heading. And beyond them, the Tibetan people, the Nepali people, the peoples of South Asia Southeast Asia, many of the people groups that I just mentioned are whole nations full of people and none of them know Jesus. None of them have had the opportunity to hear what Jesus did for us. Jesus is still saying to us, go and make disciples of all the nations. All the nations. All authority has been given to him in order that this job of all the nations will be complete. I like to talk about the fact that there are book promises in the Scripture. Do you know this? In, in Genesis chapter 12, God's calling Abraham out. He's beginning this, this big, long journey. He's beginning this big, long story that's still going on in our day today to reach all the peoples of the world. And He says to Abraham, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to choose you and I'm going to bless your family and you will bless others and through you and your children all the peoples of the earth will be blessed. God gave it to Abraham as a promise in the very first chapter of the Bible. By the time we get to the New Testament, this hinge point where Jesus is talking to His disciples, some of them doubt. They don't get it. They don't quite understand this story of God. They hadn't yet opened their eyes and seen that it's not just a story about Israel. It's not just a story about the physical children of Abraham. It's a story about what God intends to do in all the peoples of the world. But then before our Bible closes, God gives a revelation to John, one of his disciples. And John writes that out. And we look at Revelation chapter 5, and you can look again in chapter 7. And John looks and he sees a sea of people standing in white robes around the throne. And on the throne is, on the throne is seated the Lamb. And the, and the people in white clothes are from every tribe and tongue and nation. There's the fulfillment of the promise that was given to Abraham. They're there from every one of the peoples. No one's missing. And they're looking at the Lamb and they're saying, Salvation belongs to the Lord our God. They're not saying salvation belongs to somebody else's God, to that people's God, to some other people's God that we heard about. They're saying salvation belongs to the Lord who is our God this scripture will be fulfilled. All authority has been given to Jesus. And he said what it's about is completing the task of all the peoples having the opportunity to be in that crowd around that seat. Jesus doesn't intend to leave anyone out. So here we are 2,000 years later and the job hasn't been complete yet. What's going on? How will it get done? Well, Let's just consider together what's going on in the world today and the way that it gets done here. I want to let you in on what I think is a, uh, a big secret and a good secret. When we ask the question, how on earth are some of these people that are hard to reach going to be reached? How on earth are some of these places where it's very difficult for an outsider to go and live there, how are they ever going to hear? we got to remember, here's what I see Jesus going on, and, and here's the principle. The principle is that receivers of the good news of Jesus can also become givers of the good news of Jesus. Receivers of the good news of Jesus can become senders to still others who still need to hear. And that's what Jesus said to His disciples. Did you catch what He said to them? He said, I want you to make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all I have commanded you. You see, there's replication. There's multiplication built into that. Jesus said, I've commanded something to you, 11 guys. Now what I want you to do is when you baptize these people and they become disciples of mine, is I want to teach, I want you to teach them to obey what I've commanded you. You see the replication. This is what Jesus intends. And in our Big Alliance family, God has blessed us with the opportunity to understand that every group of people when they receive the gospel has the opportunity to grow strong in Him, to be committed disciples, and to turn around and do it all over again. This is the way the Great Commission will be completed. You and I can't complete the Great Commission. Eleven guys on a mountain with Jesus couldn't get to all the peoples of the world. And no one people group like our own in this world or maybe the dozen or so different ethnicities that we might be in this room can get it all done. But with every group that receives the gospel, there's the opportunity for them to turn around and give it to somebody else. Do you see how it can be done? And so Jesus is saying to His people all the world over, not just in the United States, not just in our culture, not just in our churches. Jesus is saying to all His people, the world wide, all authority has been given to me. (laughs) I can do anything in you if you're willing so that I can work through you to touch the peoples of the world. That's what Jesus calls us to do. The last thing I want to say about all these peoples of the world is you know, there's a reason that the last to be reached are last to be reached. And the reason is they're hard to reach. (laughs) The reason is that they've grown up in situations where they're not inclined to believe this could be for them. They've grown up in situations where their lives are interrupted by war and by famine and by all kinds of uh, difficulty and poverty. Some of the most chronic and and deathly poverty in the world exists in the same parts of our world where people know the least about Jesus. So the other observation that we have these days as we look at the opportunities God gives us is if we want to go to the peoples of the world and make disciples, we had better come to serve the needs of the people of the world. This is both the challenge of our day in mission and the opportunity (laughs) of our day in mission. I just got done saying that it's very difficult to, to go as an outsider and live amongst some of these people that need Jesus. It's very difficult to gain a visa, permission from their government to actually move there and live there. But you know what does the trick is when they have real needs that people are willing to come and help meet. It's what Jesus said, you know. It's that cold cup of water in Jesus' name that opens the door. So Jesus has given us this calling. This Great Commission is all about Him. It's all about all these peoples of the world. And now let's land this tonight by considering this question. You know, is this all about you and me? Is the Great Commission all about us? Will our lives be so transformed by his resurrection authority that we actually could be a piece (laughs) of this story? of what Jesus wants to do. Can you imagine? Amen, brother. Can you imagine? Your life was intended by God not only for you receiving, but for you to be one of those givers, for you to be one of those senders. You see, that replication, that multiplication isn't just about those nations out there. It's about you and I. The Great Commission is all about us, our lives transformed by His resurrection authority. And so the question before us today, kind of like it was before, those guys John and Joe, remember John and Joe? Their question was, what decision could I make today to align my life more with Jesus' words to 11 disciples on that mountain that day? What would it look like for me to believe that my Lord Jesus has all authority? There's nothing holding me back. (laughs) There's no challenge. There's no excuse of it couldn't happen through me. He couldn't use me when all authority has already been given to him. The Great Commission is about him, our Lord. And when we get a hold of that, like John and Joe got a hold of that, they said, look, What decision could I make today to align my life more with the unfinished work of this great commission? Folks, your missions month is an opportunity for you to ask yourself that question again and again. You know, the good thing is when we ask ourselves good, honest questions that arise from God's word that he's given us, his Holy Spirit has answers. R and A will not be the last people whose lives God rearranges if there are more of us who are willing like R and A have been willing. I want to challenge you to make this a month where you're asking this question and seeing how the Holy Spirit wants to answer. Let me pray for you to that end. Lord, we want to lift this question up before you. We've seen that you have a story. The disciples didn't see it coming. We probably wouldn't have either if we were in their shoes. But you pull back the curtain and say, I have a whole age in store. Because in this age, I want all the peoples of earth to have the same opportunity that we've had to know you, Jesus, to see you change our lives. And your plan for getting it done is just us. (laughs) All authority lies in you. There's no excuse and no reason that it couldn't happen through us. The question for us tonight is, would we be willing to make a decision today to align our lives more with the going to the nations that's on your heart in this age. Lord, I thank you for this great commission. We don't leave here tonight in any doubt of what your great commission is. And I pray that we will leave here with hearts willing to see our lives lived in light of it for your purposes in this age. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.